from GP Ran to Tommy B Broadcasting live on your frequency Giving you updates on these Georgia streets These are voices for the people that don't get to speak Issues, black news, the conversation's deep Shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat iPods, Androids, or your laptop These boys swinging for the fence Saying lie Then came a long way from being homies on the block From afros and braids and now they at the top You want facts? This is where I get them from GP3 RTT at gmail.com Send them feedback and they'll be sure to send a response I gotta go now, the show starts in 3, 2, 1 Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546 Follow us on iTunes Give us a 5 star Follow us on SoundCloud GP3 Homies from the Block And now, here's Ran and Tommy B GP3 Homies from the Block Hey, what's up y'all? Welcome, it is GP3 Round 95 What's up, y'all? We are back. Ran is in the house. What's going on, Ran? Nothing much, man. Another busy week, brother. Another busy week. Welcome back, man. I, I hate when you're out during this time, man, because uh, as as uh, I always like to describe you as uh, my my anger translator. <laughs> you know, you, know, you don't mind that, do you, brother? <laughs> I've been called worse, partner. <laughs> hey, man, going to give the folks. Uh, the backstory on GP3. We got so much to get into, man. Shout out okay. to everybody. Thanks for joining us. We're on uh, Castropolis Live, castropolis.net live as well. So go for it, man. Okay. GP3 stands for Grove Park 3. The three of us uh, come from the Grove Park community in Atlanta, Georgia, and we all attended the Grove Park Elementary School. We graduated in 1977. Damn. Um, I'm Rand. I grew up on South Elizabeth Place. We have a retired member called Tut of the original. Uh, he lived on Charlotte Place, and my partner, my partner in crime is what's your name, brother? Tommy B. North Avenue, baby. That's right. Yeah, good to be here. Good to be here. Hey, man, you got any shout outs? I'll let you go ahead and roll with shout outs first. Well, I uh, I got to give a shout out. Um, I went to see the the documentary Maynard for the second time this week. Excellent. And I want to give want to give a shout out to the to the to the whole production staff behind that. I thought it was a I think it's a great documentary, and I think everybody, uh, if they can get a hold of it, um, check it out. And uh, they're calling you right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so definitely want to give a shout out to that man. It's a great. Great documentary about a great man. Um, you know, um, you know. normally, man, I always have something ha- happen in history on this date. So I got a couple of little things, if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. To share. Um, actually, on on June 30th, yesterday, a, couple, a lot of things happened, man. Um, the Dred Scott case was filed. Mm. And, for, and for black folks, that is the most important case uh, that you will ever probably know, need to know about. Explain that. that to, explain case. it. Yeah, there you that go. That was the case that said basically separate but equal. Mm-hmm. That triggered the whole Jim Crow thing. Okay. Uh, also yesterday, uh, Lena Horn. Mm, okay. And, uh, and uh, you know, rumor has it, you know, she uh, she has roots down here in Atlanta, and she went to the famous Washington High for a short period of time. Very cool. Uh, unfortunately, on June thirtieth. Yesterday, 1995, Phyllis Hyman died. Man. I remember that day, bro. I remember that day. I, right, you know. right. Um, in terms of today, a couple great things happened. Uh, William Flipper, 
uh, Henry Flipper, excuse me, entered West Point in 1863. Uh, Walter White, the man who, who led the NAACP for many years, was born this day in 1893 in Atlanta. Not from Breaking Bad. <laughs> Not that brother. Um, Go ahead, man. In 1899, Thomas Dorsey, the father of gospel music. For all you old heads out there, the music that you look at in them churches and stuff, this was the man that brought it to you. Can I mention this? Uh, um, you know Heather Beverly? Um, yeah. Who I did the interview with? She oversees his estate. The, wow. The music um, wow. of his estate. Yep. And people don't realize he's the guy that actually discovered Mahalia Jackson. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in 1906, on this day, we had the Atlanta race riot. Wow. Uh, 1961, Carl Lewis was born. Mm. Uh, fast man, but don't let him sing the national anthem. <laughs> uh, hit my rose. 19, 1971, on this day, Missy Elliott was born. Damn. And tomorrow, on the second, and this will be my last three, uh, July 2nd, Thurgood Marshall was born on this on July 2nd. Mega Evers was born on July 2nd. And also July 2nd was the signing of the 1964 Civil Rights Act by Lyndon Johnson. It's amazing, man. With everything that's going on right now with the Supreme Court, which we'll get into, so many of these things that you're mentioning are becoming relevant. Not that they, they've been irrelevant, but they've just kind of been sleeping. But um, we can we can probably speak to how important um, our vote is or has been in regards to who gets on that court. And and this is like a, deci a divisive <laughs> and a decisive time because um, a lot of these things you're mentioning, some of these things could be at risk or at stake. So, man, thanks for digging that up. And uh, you got anything else? Uh, yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to Kendall B. She just signed with an acting agent this past week. So uh, she got a couple of movie roles that she's uh, evaluating. So you never know. She might, she might finally leave my home. <laughs> good luck, man. Go Kendall B. It's all good. Hey, let me hey, let me hang on just a minute. Let me let me see if we got. I think we may have somebody who slipped in here. Ah, oh, I see New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey's in the house. <laughs> he made it. <laughs> What's going on? We we do have a guest, uh, by the way, and 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 hang tight, Mister Ellerby. We gonna get to you in just a moment. I know you've been partying, y'all. And by the way, we didn't get the invites to all the parties you're doing for your book release, but that's okay. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm for my time. <laughs> all right, sir. Hey, real quick, um, before we um, before we uh, get into um, uh, Angelo Ellerby, man, which we we're, we're really pleased to have him on. He's got some exciting news. Um, I want to say thanks to AD Fifty, uh, a different Fifty podcast. Uh, Leslie and Donna, they were on, uh, and they're from Jersey. They're from Jersey. Uh, they were on last week, man. And, and Leslie, I don't know if you have, have you had a chance to listen to the episode, Rand? Man, she, yeah. she is a beast on music, man. On trivia, don't, I mean, she knows at least, uh, I was playing the New York stuff, the not necessarily underground, but that stuff that was heavy Northeastern, she knew it all. So kudos to her and all the folks who were on with us in June, man. Um, Carmen Luna from Trans Talk, uh, Dope Black Chick, uh, Lemon Shade Podcast, The Evolving Chair. Uh, we appreciate you being guests on the show. And, uh, you know, always good to have uh, our fellow podcasters on the show, man. It's, uh, you know, always, always great. All right. Um, man, I got to get into what he's on. 
I don't want to keep him too long, but it, it's always a pleasure. One of our best episodes we've had uh, was with Angelo Ellerby. Um, and, and he has a new book, which is, I've kind of had a chance to skim it, um, uh, Angelo. I'm going to get deep okay. into it this week, but, but kudos to you on, on, you, on a great piece of, of um, I, I, got, I call it, this is an excellent advice book. Uh, how how would you describe this book? It, it, it's is it just for people industry wise, or would you say for people oh, no. who are in business just in general and in life? Give your I wrote this, give your perspective. I wrote this book for Donald Trump. Wow! I wrote this book for the incarcerated. Mm. I wrote the book for the battered wife, for the person who was given up on life, for the depressed person, and I first used Donald Trump because. There's a problem there and a problem that needs to be dealt with. So I want him to read the book and find the solution to his problem. It's called separation. It's called prejudice. Mm. It calls, it's called a number of things. Having a consciousness and an awareness that babies need their mothers and fathers. Mm. They don't need to be caged. They don't need to be separated but they need to be together. Yeah. And so the book talks about togetherness, community, people who look like me in different shades. Mm. I want people to understand that there is a, there is a set of success in them. They just have to focus into it. They just have to fall romantically in love with themselves to find it. And for those people who are just ate us, I want you to read this book so it can change your life as well, so that you can understand that you, too, have a purpose of sharing and giving. This book was written for people to wake up and realize what is going on with mental health. Brothers and sisters are going through mental health problems, destroying other lives, destroying their lives, because it's a secret. Mm. They don't want to tell anyone. They don't want any help, and I'm saying read the book mm, mm. so that you can begin to love who you are. Yeah. How did you so come up with it? When you when you thought about a name for the book, you came up with the sense of success, um, and and a lot of what you've already said wraps around that. But but explain that a little bit more in terms of of how you define that for the book. Everyone is always using the word success. I am successful. I want to be successful. And I came out with a candle line to match the book. So it, it was a marriage from the candle line and the scent uh, that gives me serenity, that relaxes me, that gives me an upward mobility. Um, I just combined it two together because I think it's, innate, it's very innate mm. that everyone is born with success. They just have to focus and find where it's at and where their expertise is on. And so thus, uh, the sense of success was there. Okay, okay. One And, and there was, uh, I don't know if you, you, Rand, are you still there? Yeah, man. Uh, jump on in with any questions, man, for, for, for Angelo on the book. And, and by the way, the book is actually, is it available right now at Amazon for people to go uh, and get it? Angelo? Yeah, well, yeah, it's on Amazon. It's also being sold on through my um, Uh There's a candle line that comes with the book. 
you can purchase from Amazon or you can purchase directly from www.lbelegance.com. Excellent, excellent. One, one of the things I thought was interesting, and, and not just because um, it was, uh, you know, again, I, I don't call it like industry advice, but one of the things you asked, you said for people to ask their manager about whether or not they smoke weed. That was like a a piece from the book. Yeah, go ahead. I think when you look at young young talent like Chris Brown and Genuine, you ask the question why they stay in trouble so much. Is it that they have people around them that are just percentage takers, just taking their money and being afraid to tell them what they're doing with their career is wrong? So I asked them to pose the question to their potential managers. What do you do outside of calling yourself managing me? Do you go into the clubs three times a week? Do you smoke weed? Do you do any other kind of drugs? Because if you do these things, you're only going to be a crutch to me. Mm. I don't need a crutch. I need a whole shoulder that has an understanding of what sacrifice is all about. I don't need someone that's going to influence me or compound me with that substance. Yeah. Ask yourself, ask the question. I don't believe that there's no dumb question. Okay. I believe you ask the question and get the answer. That's what's happening within a young culture of music is that they have all these people hanging around them and people are only going to hang around for that check or for that dose. Yeah. And then they're not going to tell them what you're doing is wrong, that you have a bunch of demons around you. You need to get away from those demons. It's toxic. Yeah. What you're smelling is toxic. So I wanted them to ask the question. If you ask the question and you get the answer, and if you choose to take them along on your journey, then it's on you. Let me, let me ask you, you, you look at last week we were reporting, uh, we lost two hip-hop artists, two rappers. Um, yeah. You know, um, one, one was in Pittsburgh, the other Triple X, uh, Tentacion. Uh, in Florida, uh, gunned down. Do you think leadership and management could have made a difference in those in those kids' lives? I think that they all do. I think that they need to do their damn job. If you're aware of what your client is around, it's your responsibility to try to remove it. I'm not saying jump in front of the bullet or jump in front of the knife, but you have to be cognizant of what your client is bringing to the table. So that you can sit back, bring in the right kind of security people, have the right kind of conversations and communications to bring resolve to the problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if you're a part of it, if you're a part of the problem, you're, then you're, you can't be part of the solution. So true. So yeah, I can remember many years ago in my youth, I was uh, working with a famous athlete and I would talk to his manager and I was asking him, I said, why isn't this guy you have is never in trouble? He says, very simple, Randy. I took him down to the bank and let him see his bank account. And I told him, if you want, if you like that number, you do what I say. If you want that number to disappear, go about what you're doing now. And he said, it was a wake up call to this guy. You know, Randy, man, I told DMX that many, many years ago. 
And I said to him, I said, man, you don't know, under, you don't understand how blessed you are. I said, but you're going to keep messing around. You're going to be back up in them projects. You have to look at your blessings. They don't come in disguises. They real. And if you don't realize and recognize where you came from, know that you're going to go back to where you came from if you don't deal with the realities of life. You have, you have to have people that's willing to grow with you, not to stop your growth. People who are willing to grow with you, to achieve, to be in good atmospheres, to know good people and conduct good business and, 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 and teach it to another person. But when you know you have these people who absolutely can add nothing to the science book, nothing to the math book, to just take away and they're toxic, why are you then dealing with them? Wow. Wow. And that's what happens to a very small percentage of our young talent that's out here. Yeah. I agree with that. I think that I think what happens is there's a level of maturity that these young people don't have because they haven't been exposed to like people in their lives. Um, and we got this epidemic of keeping it real, keeping it 100. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. You know, uh, I'm going to bring up all my boys from the hood with me. Yeah, yeah. As you yeah. and I know, all the three of us know, and sometimes your friends grow apart. It's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I can go back to my old neighborhood and see and see some of the same drug dealers I once knew. I say hi and I say bye and I ask them how their mama's doing. That's about it. Yeah. Hey, listen, man. If you take the word friend and you split it in the middle, what do you get? You get an end of a friend. Wow, that's I have right. a friend that the man upstairs, man. That's how I look at it. Right. I've been doing this for 47 years. I can count them on one hand and have a couple left over. Friendship begins with you. And I know that it sounds very cocky when I tell you and I say to you, I'm loving me some me. And it's called self-preservation. If I don't take care of me, I can't take care of other people. So if you are putting yourself in that environment, you know the difference in right and wrong. Why are you going to wrong yourself when it took so much of your right to get you to where you're at? Yeah. Yeah. You, you've yeah, been, I remember, you've been, yeah, go ahead. Go I, ahead I, was, I was at MTV many years ago and I remember Madonna told me that one time. She says, I am my own best pimp. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Uh, exactly. Let, let me ask you this, uh, Angelo, you, you look at everything that's going on. How much of, how much of what you see in man is mental illness? Would you say what percentage? Uh, 40, 40%, 45%. Because you, you've, you've been, and, and backstory, uh, you've been doing this for, what, almost 50 years. In, yeah. And, yeah. And, and so you've seen a lot. You've seen a lot of different people. Um, Self-destruction. Wow. Self-destruction self-destruct every day. Hmm. What, what advice every do you give day. people? What advice do you give people? Because, I, you know, you and I, and even you mentioned it, um, it it's really never too late. But what, what advice would you give to people who are going through it? You know, man, it's not even so much advice. It's environment. It's conversation. It's making them love themselves, hanging with me, seeing what I go through each and every single day. Then at the end of the day, talking about where you were, where you want to be, and how you want to get there. I always tell the story of my mother. My mother always told me about being great. That she, uh, that she wanted me to be greater. But the key thing, she always said, I want you to be the greatest of what you go to do. And so she gave me survival skills. And the people who are in my life, from administrative side to my clients, I give them maturity pills three times a day with a big glass of water. 
and I tell them to grow up. Mm-hmm. Here's the realities. Here's life. Here's America. Here's our country. Here's prejudice. Here's racism. Here's all the things that we have to combat. And in order for us to combat all these things, we got to begin with us. We got to have our strategies and understanding of how we're going to get along. You must diversify. You must understand people's persons and personalities. Not going off, not pulling out a 45, but finding a solution away from a 45 or from an argument. It goes on and on. I think it's about who you're hanging around, man, who you put, who's put in your life. And I think you have to select who you go to put in your life. I'm very selective about who's in my life. I don't want people around me that's just taking and taking and taking. When we go to dinner, you assume the fact that I'm going to pay for the bill because I got money. Or because that's not that's not cool, because if I send you out with some executives, it ain't up on at least have the common courtesy to offer to pay the bill. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And when you're just when you I mean, it, 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 it's a developing cycle. And I've gone through this with so many of my clients just sitting back and talking with them. The key thing is that before they even come and they're assigned to me, I meet their mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters. I go into the Bronx. I go into Brooklyn. I go into some of the harder places to get an understanding of where they're coming from. Mm. Mm. And then as we go to nurture their career, I got a better understanding. Yeah. Then I know what they do. I know if they drink. I know if they don't drink. I know if they do this. I know I know it all. Then I can best sit back and have conversation and try to bring resolve to it. Excellent. Excellent. Well, the name of the book is A Sense of Success. Uh, you can go to LRBElegance.com. And we'll have all this information on the podcast. Uh, you know, we consider Angelo Ellerby a friend of our show, a friend of our podcast. So we're going to promote Thanks, we're gonna promote his stuff. Um and, and, you know, the, your website is uh, dxxnyc.com, and uh, we'll make sure all that is on there. It's a heck of, it's a great looking book, too. I mean, with the candle. I mean, I'm looking Thank at the, uh, the photo, just the presentation, man. You, you, you know, you, it's just a man of PR. And, and, and then Thanks, it's, man. But not only PR, but you got depth to it. And, uh, again, you know, one of, our, one of our best shows that we've done has been with you, so we greatly appreciate it. I appreciate you both. I, treat you, I appreciate you. And your listeners, man, y'all got to keep doing these kind of programs because this is how people learn. This is how they grow. And I'm I'm glad that they're growing with you because you guys are giving out the kind of knowledge, giving out our history, giving out our culture. That's what it's all about is enriching their lives with knowledge. Yeah. Well, we appreciate hey, you. Go ahead, Ray. Hey, y'all. On, on Amazon right now, I just ordered, you know, Angelo's book on Kindle. Uh, for you people out there, it's only 105 pages on Kindle. Wow. There you go. So, okay, you know, it, it ain't going to break it. You, you, you spend more money on, on your alcohol and your hair weaves and your nails. Uh, <laughs> and they don't bring you nothing. That's a that's a depreciating asset right there. So, feed your brain. Get Angelo's book. There you or go. Or God's book. Yeah, feed your brain. Feed your brain. Angelo, thank you so much. Thanks for taking the time. Hey, my sir. pleasure, man. My pleasure. Y'all be blessed now. All right, take care, Take man. care, brother. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Angelo lays it down, man. That's all I got to say. Uh, you know, LRBElegance.com and DXXNYC.com. And, um, you know, you go to Amazon, you can check him out. And we'll make sure we have the information on the podcast. Rand, what do you think, man? I mean, you know, the, the, the brother's spot on, man. Yes, he, he is. He's spot on. I mean, uh, the, the information he has uh, is relevant information for any time. Yeah, 
agree. Uh, what times we're living in or the times in upcoming. Uh, it's, it's great information. Yeah. And we do need to feed uh, during these times, man. You know, times of volatility, man. We, we definitely need to feed uh, feed our souls and feed our minds, you know, more so than, you know, the, I guess, the quote unquote, the silly stuff. So cool. Hey, man, let's get into some, uh, you know, some of this week. Um, Justice Kennedy retired. Um, what does it mean? Um, you know, I'm glad you're back this week. Um, you know, you're kind of the political brain on this show. And just when you heard this, what were your thoughts, Rand? I know I, I, I kind of well, I mean, know. My, my initial thoughts were like, oh, hell. But then I really started looking at it. You know, these these past couple court sessions, he's been siding with the, the conservatives. Mm-hmm. I mean, his big moment was, I think, when he with the marriage equality stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's been, you know, it's going to be big, but it's really going to be bigger if Ginsburg leaves because oh. she's 85 years old. Yeah. Uh, because with Kennedy right here, he's a 50, 50 chance guy with Ginsburg. You had a, a 90%, you know, liberal swing. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's going to be tough, but again, it's back to what I've been saying all along. If you're going to change this stuff to vote. You know, and you I'm, need to understand these elections. When you're voting for the president, you're voting for the Supreme Court. Yeah, and, and you and, and you know what? Um, I go back and and I've had a lot of people go back and listen to the older episodes when we were doing the shows leading up to 2017 uh, to the 2016 election, and that's one of the things you always said: how important it is for us to vote, and how por- how important it is to consider who we're voting for when it comes down. To the Supreme Court, and and let me tell right. you, Rand, you know what ticks me off, um, and and you know what it, it's hindsight um, when I hear people talk about or heard people talk about voting for the Green Party as a quote unquote um, protest vote. I wonder how those folks are feeling now. You know what I'm saying? The Susan yeah. Sarandons who. Who or uh, you know, unfortunately, the Mark Lamont Hills and and some of these folks who said you know I could never vote for Hillary, but I can I can vote for um, you know throw my throw my vote to these candidates as a protest. I wonder how they feel now. Right, right. I mean, one of the things you need to understand the rules of the game. One of the things is politics is constant. Um, Repeat that one more constant. time. Politics, is politics what? is. Politics is nothing but constant negotiation. Yep. You, that's give and take. No candidate is perfect. But you got to look at which candidate is going to further advance your agenda. Yeah. Okay. This protest vote stuff for, for people to have a snowball chance in hell to win. You know, people died for that. People died so you can vote Lamont Hill. I, I, I mean, literally. I mean, if you are interested in a third party, Start the process two and three years before the election so you can get the traction. Don't go to third party months before a presidential election. And you know what, Rand? You don't hear. Do you hear anything from the third parties now? No, no. They only, (laughs) you know, they're like Halloween. They they show up at a certain time of the year. They show up to get funding. They show up right before the election always, in my opinion. But but when when the when times are tough when you need them I I haven't heard anything. Right, right. So I, I, I just yeah. It's 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 just 
you know, because I don't think people understand. No. Neil Gorsuch is 50 years old. No, 53 years old. Yeah. Okay. So the next Supreme Court justice is going to be around that same age range. Yeah. Healthy. So healthy. He's got 30 years. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's going to be 30 years, at least 30 years on the bench. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a generation is, I think, the equivalent of 20 to 25 years. Yep. So, so you, you're going to have multiple generations going to be impacted by whatever decision is made. But keep in mind, in order for a Supreme Court justice to pass, one Republican needs to uh, say no, but yet all the Democrats need to be need to be together. Do you think we have a lockstep or do you think the Democrats have a lockstep vote? Are they together? I don't think they're together. Yeah. One thing I can't say about the Republicans, they play to win. Yep. They throw all they throw they like the Golden State Warriors. They throw all the egos aside. We're gonna win the game. Now the only ones I'm seeing that are a potential uh the two women, one of the um uh the representative from Alaska. And, and I think the one from Maine. Yeah, from Maine, uh, because they've already expressed um the reproductive rights uh they're they're staying on reproductive rights, and that they're and that they're against any kind of overturn of Roe v. Wade. So you've so, got go ahead. So what's going to happen is doing the whole questioning and all that type of stuff. They're going to limit the scope of questioning as it relates to reproductive rights, and they're going to frame reproductive rights in such a way that it's going to be um, very palatable for others. Mm-hmm. And and that is one of the strategies they're using right now. The way they frame the language. Uh, to make it very palatable. Uh, these two women, uh, it's very early in the process. Um, Mitch McConnell is winning. Let's just be honest. He won. Yeah. Uh, uh, because we didn't vote. He Because we didn't vote, we were not in power. So you're not in power, you can't make the rules. So he made the rules. That's just bottom line. Um, we will see what will happen. These women have changed. I've seen them be hard, and all of a sudden they change and vote with the president. In, in his uh, agenda. So um, it's interesting to see. We'll see. Yeah, just a couple of things, too, um, as, as as you guys look at. Um, and I know a lot of you, you know, do your research, you read and, and take a look at what's going on with these Supreme, the, the Supreme Court issues. Uh, the issues that are coming up will be voting rights and partisan gerrymandering. Um, you know, uh, there's already been a case that was overturned from the lower court regarding gerrymandering in Texas. Um, and redistricting, which uh, is going to have severe uh, implications on 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 gerrymandering and how how districts are set up. Um, affirmative action is going to come up when, when we were talking about, like for example, the uh, the Asian students that were suing Harvard, and and you know cases like that uh, going to a more conservative uh, Supreme Court could have significant impact on African American students being accepted. Um, you know, from an, from an overall, I, I guess, more subjective um, guidelines set by certain schools, whether or not they can set those guidelines. Then you look at uh, the criminal justice reform issue where Kennedy's kind of been middle of the road. Uh, he's been more liberal than he has been conservative there. So losing him and getting a conservative there, it's going to have negative impact on, you know, the criminal justice reform. Of course, we've talked about uh, reproductive rights, uh, LGBTQ rights. Um, you know, those are just a few. 
Um, but but it's a, it's a serious matter, man. And I agree. Um, the voting issue is is serious. <clears throat> Excuse me. When when you only talk about a, when 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 you're talking about only half the electorate um, getting out to vote, fifty percent, fifty four percent in the in in the uh, twenty sixteen election. That's ridiculous. Right. Right. Then when you look at countries like South Africa, when they had their first election, how people oh. were in line for days. For days. Because they had been because they had been denied the right to vote for so many years that they were going to hell or high water. They were going to vote. Well, here you have every opportunity to register to vote. I can't associate with people who don't vote, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> call, right. call me what you want. But if, if I if, you know, if you're talking to me, man, and I and, and we're talking about. I don't care who you vote for. It's just a matter of the fact that you used, you know, the rights you have um, to make a decision. And and if you tell me voting doesn't matter, you're suspect. Well, you know, it's a two-step process, the registration and then actual voting. Yep. And what's happening is people are not following through on, on, the, on the process. Some people are registered and they don't vote. I don't, I don't get that. And you got some people who don't even register to vote when they do have the opportunity to vote. Yeah. And I'm and not some, gonna people preach. Are, yeah. some people self-defeat us about the whole registration process. Their attitude is, well, they're not going to allow me to vote. Well, you know what? Try. You don't know what might happen. That's crazy. And some people, when I hear the the story about, well, I don't want to be on jury duty. What? <laughs> I don't want to be on jury duty. I'm like, come on, y'all. Look, damn. Look, man, I, I've been on jury duty twice, and yeah. I'm glad I was on jury duty. Yeah. I truly, because, hey, that could easily, you could easily be the defendant in any case. Yes. And, and trust me, in many cases, your peers are not making decisions about your life. That's right. You want to be on a jury where people look like you or at least you know, understand your plight. Damn. That's right. I, I, you know, That's I, right. I've tried, bro. I ain't going to preach to folks. I'm just going to put the information out there and, and hope it sticks. Um, but but these are some serious times. Um, and, and a lot of the information, you go to Politico.com. And there's another website that really did a very good in-depth look at Kennedy. And I'll make sure this is on the um, podcast page, but it's digg.com. And it, ta- it takes a look at what the implications could be based on who goes into the uh, Supreme Court next. Uh, NAACP made a statement as well. And, and, and you can read that. You can go to some of the websites. Uh, but they, they clearly understand that, uh, you know, this is a big deal. Um, you know, and, 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 um, you know, but, uh, that they're, they're standing steadfast and, and hopefully they will be, uh, impactful when it comes down to, you know, voter registration, uh, voter engagement, getting people to go out to vote. And, and one of the things that they say is we will not go silently into the night. So, well, you know, don't. what's interesting is the NAACP is always making these statements out and I give them a, a tremendous amount of credit. Where are all these other, uh, ethnic organizations out there? I want to get into that too, man. Um, I, I, I mean, I mean, I literally. I mean, where, where I are the Latinos? Because right now, you know, the, the border crossings and all that type of stuff. I'm seeing more white folks and black folks out there, and I'm seeing Latinos. Yes, that's another issue I do want to get into. Let's get into it. I do want to ask, and I was going to wait until the. Where's do you think there's true solidarity and collaboration? No, no, man, no. Yeah. Well, you know, first of all. Um, a lot of times these groups like to talk about allies. We're not yeah. allies. Yeah. We're tools for each other. Yeah. That's what we are. Okay. Uh, an ally is your ride or die. You know, you, you get punched in the face when I'm getting punched in the face. No, no, no. 
the way this has been played out for historically is we get punched in the face, we get kicked, all the collateral damage is done, then you come in and want and, and want and want to help out. Yeah. Do you think blacks have an ally? No. Mm. No. I truly don't. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's the worst in history. Uh, I think during the civil rights uh, era, we had allies. Um, I think we're on, you know, it's kind of like we're on our own. <laughs> Figure it out. You know. Yeah, I, I mean, even in the 60s, we had icons like Cesar Chavez. But remember, he was dealing with migrant farmers and stuff. Where were the, where were the Chicanos and the Latinos back in the day when there were signs in restaurants that says no dogs, no Mexicans, no niggas? Okay, and we were fighting to, to get rid of those. We, I didn't see them out there yeah. singing "We Shall Overcome." Mm. You know, you know where, where where were the white ladies when um, when we were trying to get voting rights? Yeah, it's you gonna know, be interesting I, because right now, man, is is a critical time for that. The enemy is you know the enemy of my enemy is my friend. It's a critical right. time, you know, if there are differences. And, and even when, when you look at the Asian community um, and you look at, you know, of course, the Hispanic community, the white community, white females, LGBTQ, uh, you know, and, and you hear the term tribal a lot. We are. I mean, it's a very tribal society. Um, but, we, right. you know, we do have to find. And, and you know what? I, I hate I always get kicked uh, by when I say. We have to find a way to collaborate, but but you know, Rand, the numbers, our numbers don't add up. Do you get what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Explain. When when I when I look at a presidential election, okay, I look at what happened in 2016. Um, we could come out in full force and still lose if we don't have the collaborative efforts from the Hispanic community. And the Asian community. Does that make sense? The minority vote. Right. The people right. who, who are basically have like issues or or they're like-minded in terms of the direction of the country. Does that make sense? Because yeah. if we came out in full force, yet those other, like when you look at the Hispanic community who voted 30% for Trump, you know? Well, you know, that's... Um, uh, and the numbers keep do, going in that direction. Yeah, I used to do um, ethnic marketing many years ago. And one of the things that I realized that within the Latino community, uh, in some of the communities, there's this desire to be white. Assimilation. It's huge. Right. They talk it about, is, yeah, the, the further generations you get away from the uh, your, your the immigrant, uh, you know, as generations go on, there is a desire to, to assimilate. Well, that was part of it, but also, too, there's uh, within certain communities, um, uh, like the Cubans, for example, or have a different ethos than the Puerto Ricans or the, or the Mexicans. Ex you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They have a different mindset. And we used to see that a lot in terms of the mimicking, wanting to mimic the white man. And you see it also with other groups from Asia, uh, particularly Indians, mm -hmm. uh, because of that British rule. There are a lot of Indians who are, I've never seen these so docile mm -hmm. uh, accommodating toward whites. And one of the beautiful things I saw when I watched the Maynard Jackson 
documentary was he was a black man that had no problems about standing up. His attitude was, I'm not seeking your approval. You should be seeking my approval. True. You know, so true. And and one of the challenges we have, particularly if you look at the Democratic Party, is that the Republicans have learned how to find single issue voters. Mm. And they know how to focus on single issues that don't intersect with other single issues. So people come out and vote. If if you pro-life and you got someone who's pro-business, those those needs don't intersect with each other. So there's no problems where we have such intersexuality with our issues that there's conflict amongst the groups. And that hurts us or hinders us because then we would say, well, I'm not going to vote for this guy because his position is in direct conflict with my position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, over there on the other side, they don't have those problems. Yeah. They know how to segregate those guys and they move forward, man. It's, 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 it's really disheartening, man, to, to see how we don't have allies when we take all the body blows. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Interesting. It's something we'll keep we'll keep on the on the surface, man, and talk about. And I'd love you know I'd love the feedback from our audience, man. Really, um, if you guys feel free to you know shoot us an email, uh, you can find us on on um, Instagram, uh, email, whatever. All the information is going to be coming up. But you know we love your feedback. Okay, good point, Rand. Uh, I'm gonna move on to a couple of light things, and then we'll we'll get into some White House stuff, just some short issues. Uh, Joe Jackson passed away this week, man. Uh, 89 patriarch of the Jackson family uh, died uh, this past Wednesday. Um, of course, he had been uh, hospitalized. We mentioned it on the podcast with terminal cancer and, um, you know, passed away this week. Um, regardless of whether you loved him or hated him, man, he he created a dynasty. Uh, you know, he was, did it. He was a beast at doing it. But, um, you know, uh, you know, I, I think, um, you know, it was interesting that, um I don't know if you saw a tweet from Bette Midler. Um, she went in on Joe. I mean, to the point where I'm glad he's dead and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, "Why? where did this come from? Yeah. Did, <laughs> you, know? did you ever tell him in his face? <laughs> That's my point. It's like. I mean, why? I mean, why? It, will Joe Jackson be father of the year from you? No. But what the man did was he laid the blueprint for all these, all these family acts that we see, whether it's. Uh, 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 Matthew Knowles and some of these other people. Joe laid the blueprint, man. Yeah, yeah he did. But it, it's just interesting to see all these people come out and and find. And, and you know, I again, I, I think you said you it. Know that, say it, say it in their this face. Is racist, this, this is how racist it is. Yeah, they do it on a black man, but they're not doing it for the, some of these white guys who who are just as despicable. Oh yeah, in their mind. You're gonna say it to Woody Allen. He's alive. Right. right. <laughs> <Damn>. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I, I just found that interesting, man. If y'all get a chance, you know, find that tweet. I mean, you know, Millennial sent me that tweet last night and I'm I'm like, where is this? It's it's like vitriol, man. It, it Wow. Anyway, rest in peace. A uh, couple of things, man, uh, on the brief side. Um, I don't know if you saw the video, Terry Crews. Um, was at the, uh, he did a uh, Senate Judiciary Committee hearing where he testified about his uh, sexual assault uh, uh, instance that came up. And he was ridiculed on social media by 50 Cent. Now, 
there's a group that's protesting um, to stars. They want him removed from power, uh, from the show Power as executive producer. That, that ain't gonna happen. That ain't gonna happen. So actor. move on. Well, they have ten thousand signatures, and of course, Power returns tonight. But we'll see what happens. Um, you know, oh, I saw it last night. It came on at midnight. Yep. Yep. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, that ain't. I mean, well, they they're, cents, I mean. they're putting pressure on stars. They're not going yeah. at fifty. They're, they're going after the stars network, and we'll see how that turns out. Well, I mean, I mean, fifty needs to be more mature. Here's he, 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 you know, he needs to be more mature. That has proven what, to not be the case. <laughs> in, yeah, in, yeah. In I his mean, case, again, this is another this is another case of a millionaire with more money than brains. Yeah. Um, by the way, the Recording Academy announced uh, changes to the awards process. Not sure if you heard about this. Uh, most notably that the number of nominations for the general field categories, like Record of the Year, Album of the Year, Song of the Year, Best New Artist, uh, it's going to uh, increase from five to eight. And according to the announcement, um, they sent this to the Academy members this week. Uh, this change will better reflect the large number of entries in these categories and allow voters more flexibility when selecting the year's best recordings. You think it's going to help? I don't know, man. Try let's see what happens. I, I really don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, just given. I, just I give it a try, it. man. That's all I can say. I just, you know, I just uh, say more disappointment. <laughs> you know, just go add more names to be disappointed because, you know, I think it starts with uh, who's who's on the academy. Not necessarily how many members get nominated. It's like, look at the people who are on the Academy and make sure that the people who are on the Academy are plugged in. You know? Well, you know, because I know the um, the uh, Academy Awards, the Oscars, they mm -hmm. basically, I think, added 800 new members or something like that. Yep. And they've Probably added younger, a lot of younger and more. It's a more diverse, yeah, yeah. diverse yeah. group. Yeah. But what, where they're lacking is that um, they don't have enough of us who are green lighting in the academy? So true. They put up. They added more performers, mm -hmm. not actually production people. The people who are making the decision what gets greenlit. Yeah. And that needs to happen. And the same thing for the recording academy right here. You need to have more of the guys behind the scene who actually make the decisions of what gets released, what gets promoted behind the scene because all, all they're going to do now is the guy the trolls are just going to sit there and figure out how to game the system even more now yeah i agree know? i agree but yeah i agree i'm with you on that by the way man your favorite network cnn is continuing to dive in ratings man they they are now 13th they lost to the food network um fox fox is number one msnbc is a strong number two and you know you want to guess where hln is ranked the sister network. Where's that? 52nd. Wow. How should they fix it, man? Because now, you know, AT&T's acquired, um, you know, Turner. What should they do? Well, I think the biggest challenge is between Fox and MSNBC. Those two guys have actually drawn a line in the sand in terms of where they stand. Yeah. Okay. CNN has, has tried to mimic both of them. And they failed miserably. Yeah. At it, Jeff Zucker has, you know, at one minute is 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 it leans heavy conservative, another minute it leans heavy liberal. So, and the Cuomo thing, to, the Cuomo thing has been a it's been a disaster, dude. It's been a disaster. Right, right. So, um, 
I think they really need to take a step back and to really focus on what they what they're known for. The the other two stations are. What are really they known for? <laughs> what well, are they known? I mean, for? I mean well, they, they were known for see, the, the challenges. They were known for delivery of news. Yeah. Now they're getting into they're, they're getting like these other guys into more into commentary. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so now you, you're not the news. If, if you want a certain commentary, you, you either go to Fox or MSNBC. Yeah. And so now the news game has changed into news entertainment, and they're struggling with that right there. So I I don't I don't know what to what to say for them, man. I just, um, you know, I really don't know what to say. Uh, you know, I, I just look at, I mean, I would, I would just dump everything on HLN and just put the docs, the documentaries because they do well with documentaries and, and a lot of the special programming. And, and as a matter of fact, tonight, I don't know if you saw, uh, some of the previews, American jail, uh, talks about Americans, uh, the uh, prison, the prison system. Uh, that's going to be on tonight. Um, it is uh, done by Roger Walt Ross Williams, uh, Academy Award winning uh, director. And a lot of those, uh, the documentaries are really good. The ones that air on CNN, uh, the Anthony Bourdain type shows. I mean, because, um, you know, we ain't got no skin in the game. But but you know as as I guess as commentators you know when you take a look at that you got to wonder you know right. if, if well I think the, I think the problem with that strategy is is the the amount of funding that is needed mm. uh, to to keep that going because you literally have to have a, a lot of original production a lot of original programming yeah and you got to have a lot of content well you know um, they they are they're connected with HBO now right yeah they got content. Um, yeah, but again, somebody has to pay for all that. You know, there's yeah. only so many documented projects that they're going to fund because they they're looking at the revenue. Yeah, I just don't I just don't think they can continue to drop like that. Something's going something's going to have to give. Well, yeah. something's going to give. You're right about that. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah, something's going to have to give. By the way, Drake's album and on the other side of success uh, broke a single day record with Apple Music and Spotify. Now it's a double album. So that really, uh, 25 songs, you know, compared to some of these other, I call them EPs that drop with seven songs, 25 songs, Scorpion. He, he got a lot to say, huh? <laughs> he, he was smart, you know, because, you know, he's going to get paid for that double album coming out with all those streams. So, um, again, a single day record, you know, kudos. Um, and also shout out to the team of the movie. Uh, got bad reviews, but. 16 million, 17 million, uh, Uncle Drew, Kyrie Irving, uh, Shaq, Tiffany Haddish, a lot of black stars in it. Uh, it's going to do well this weekend. So kudos there. All right. A um, couple of things, man, as the White House turns and then we'll get ready to wrap this thing. Uh, of course, we talked about um, the Supreme Court and 45 has announced that he'll have a nominee named on July 9th. So he's going to come out with the name. I think they've whittled it down to five names, if I'm not mistaken. And, yeah, I heard a woman, a woman might be on the short list. Yeah, there she is. And and I'm not sure if the guy, um, Indian Asian descent from Mitch McConnell's from Kentucky, um, he might be one on the list as well. So, you know, we'll see or hear however you get your information on July 9th, what, um, what the decision is in terms of who they plan to put up for nomination. 
Um, right. And of course, you know, we're we take the show on Sunday and, and protests were everywhere. You probably saw some of the protests mm-hmm. uh, happening yeah. all across the country on immigration. What do you think about Harley Davidson, man, uh, moving to Europe? Yeah. Well, um, Heinz, Heinz Ketchup Company is doing the same thing. Wow. When did they announce For that? Canada. Wow. They're doing it for Canada. What they're going to do is for all the ketchup that's sold in Canada, they're just going to make it in Canada. Wow. So, I mean, you know, you said it several times. Trump is playing checkers while these guys are playing three-dimensional chess. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I remember his last Treasury guy, I think, was not Mewchin. What was the guy that left? Gary Cohen left because he didn't, he didn't think this, the strategy was going to work. And... And, and, you know, you got to understand Trump comes from a business that is very transactional. He doesn't understand the, the, the fine points of international trade, you know, how everything is synchronized and connected. I don't think he truly understands that. Yeah. And I, I, said, he, I said he's playing chicken. Yeah, <laughs> if you look at his business now, yeah. he's not a building guy. All he, did, he all he does is he brands his name mm-hmm. and he and he manages properties. That's what he's that's what he does. Yeah. It's going to be interesting if you, you look at Harley and a few other companies are considering uh, doing this and they have to to avoid the tax. When Harley Davidson had to avoid adding two thousand dollars to each bike in Europe. Yeah. So yeah. they made the decision to avoid putting that on uh, the consumer, which would hurt them in terms of their ability to sell the bikes. So, you know, they made the decision basically, um, you know, that would keep them in business, keep them, keep them moving forward. Uh, the other thing, um, not necessarily 45 related, but, you know, in a way related. Obama, uh, President Obama was at the fundraiser um, a couple of days ago and told America not to mope. What do you think, man? What are your thoughts? He told them some time ago, remember during the campaign, he told them, don't boo, vote. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, really, man. I mean, it's, it's it, we, we've been moping for over 500 days. We, we, we you, you got to change this. Yeah. And, I, you know, you, you got to start, man. I mean, you know, um, I mean, he's telling the right thing to do. You got to take action. But what's the action? Um, That's my thing. I think we have to be a little bit more specific. And even well, if he's I mean, doing it maybe behind first the and scenes, foremost, first gonna, and foremost, you got to get out there and vote. Yeah, I'm gonna hope for the. You got to be registered. You got to, in order to play in the game, you got to understand the rules of the game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, second of all, everybody needs to understand how does this impact them and what's their agenda moving forward. Mm-hmm. It impacts everybody differently. You need to understand what's your agenda. Okay, that might. I mean, joining organizations that support your agenda, leveraging resources other individuals that support your agenda. As you're doing this, get your house in order financially, spiritually, mentally, uh, health-wise, get it in order. Yeah, yeah. And what Maynard Jackson recommended and what he was trying to do was basically you got to create your own world. He said, don't head to the exits, head to the entrance. Good point. You got it. You got to create your own world, like like what you're trying to do with Castropolis. You're creating your own world. You have to do that. Yeah. Annapolis newspaper, trying. man. Go ahead. I, I, like I, I said, just, I mean, know. I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I remember I had a manager told me this one time. Some bad news happened. He says, "I'm gonna give you 30 minutes 
to moan and groan over. Now to that, we gotta get we gotta get moved. Yeah, we gotta move. <laughs> you right. know, we, so, we, so, we can't so sit in the same in spot. For, <laughs> this man has been in office for five hundred days. Yeah, over five hundred days. Okay, the mourning period is over. We ain't like Queen Victoria where she was in mourning for sixty something years. It's over now. Yeah. Okay. Simple things. I mean, I I I, I know I say this every week, but I'm very passionate about this. You got to vote people out who don't have your best interests at heart, because if you keep them in place, they're going to keep screwing you around. But they're going to keep. But one of the things these. one of the things I'll add to that, Rand, you got to know that they don't That's have right. your best interest. You got to You got to look them up and you got to see what they're doing. A lot of people That's don't right. know what these guys are doing. Right. When I graduated from high school. Remember, Jesse Jackson spoke at my school and he told us when we walked across that stage, he said, all of y'all should have on some ID, a voter registration card, a library card, and a membership to some organization that supports you. And at that time, he said a library card. I ain't going to say library cards now because you don't need library cards now. <laughs> yes, you do. But, I got one. <laughs> I love the library. But, but, but he, was very tr- he was very right. A voter yeah. registration card, some yeah. ID, and membership to an organization that supports your, that supports your goals and where you're trying to go. Agree. And be and be a part of it. I agree. Big time. By the way, I was getting into the Annapolis newspaper shooting. Uh, white male walks in, kill, kills five. Uh, multiple injuries. Um, uh, of course, your boy over at Fox News, Hannity, wanted to blame it on on Representative Waters. You know, but but, you know, he we know who, who's been out there talking about gen- the journalists are enemies of the people. That's all I got to say. It's on tape, you know, video and audio. Um, so, uh, you know, as a journalist, um, you know, I, you know, I think the rhetoric has to be, you know, got to ramp the, you know, the rhetoric has to be ramped down on that side. I'll leave it at that. I, I agree with him. And that, that guy's so irresponsible, man. Yeah. Uh, the rooster's going to come to roost for him and Alex Jones and Russ. Uh, what's the guy? Uh, uh Limbo. Limbo. Yeah. It's something's going to happen to them, man. Michael Moore um, has announced uh, he's got a Trump documentary that is a must-see prior to the midterms. It's called, you know, he did Fahrenheit 9-11 for uh, Bush. This is Fahrenheit 11-9. You know, so it's going to be interesting. He wants everybody to see it before midterm. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to see him on uh, Mar this week, but he's making the rounds about this documentary. So we'll see how that goes. How do, you th- how do you think the Mueller investigation is going? Well, I mean, I give Rod Rosenstein some, some some kudos, man, for taking all those body blows, man. Yes, he did. He knows something, though, man. I mean, well, he of course he knows something. But I think um, he knows enough to be confident to sit in front of everybody and take it. You know, I think you know, right. it's going to be interesting. Well, you know, and I think the thing is, is that, you know, these guys are um, all trying to be big and tough. Yeah, with that with that wolf pack mentality, uh, but they, you know, where's where's the courage when, when it came to this this immigration thing? Yeah, I agree. You know, I mean, so you know, um, I think they know something. I think what's happening is Mueller could actually bring a case forward, and it'd be a tight case. I think he wants to make it so airtight mm-hmm. that it's it's going to limit the uh, legal maneuverings that the president can take. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You got anything to close this thing out with, man? What's your rant? Man, you know, I was, you know, I was, I was listening to something the other day, and it really, it really got me thinking about 
how um, what is happening. And I think one of the things is I'm, I'm realizing now that the Republicans are using a, what I call a language strategy. And that means that the conservatives utilize literal language to win battles. That's why if you notice all the Supreme Court decisions, if you read these, if you read what was presented, the arguments, they were presented in such a very palatable way that the Supreme Court only reacted to that what was in the brief. Mm. Not necessarily what Trump is tweeting. Trump tweets are his intent. The Supreme Court only can rule on language, not intent. Says Democrats and liberals, we keep talking about the intent. Well, if you read it, it's very palatable. Yeah. He's saying the president has the right to do this. And when you read it, you go like, you really can't argue against that. And so the strategy now is, quite honestly, is use Twitter to rile up the base, because that's your intent, and then utilize palatable language to get policy through. Yeah, Because cause candidly, to your point, um, the quote unquote, the Muslim ban really was a watered down right. 3.0, the one that they, they right. ruled on. It wasn't and the first was, one. The first one was pretty, you know, it was right. much more severe. Yeah. Right. So what they did was they watered it down in such a way. It's like this. Look at the Constitution, for example. Conservatives view the Constitution as a literal document that needs to be interpreted as the way it was literally written at the time. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, it should not be modified. Well, liberals on us understand view their constitution for its intent as a living document and whose purpose is to support the country that is moving forward all the time and in the basis for change. Mm. I.e., for example, all men are created equal. The conservatives would say all men are created equal, i.e., all white men are created equal. Mm. Liberals would say, no, it means all mankind is created equal. And so what's happening is that they're using language in such a way to fuel that strategy where we're raising hell, getting upset. They are basically saying, "Okay, we're going to find another strategy to get our agenda done. I mean, when you look at it, Trump is probably satisfied about 70 percent of his promises, man. Yeah, I agree. You know, and so. We had so it, how do you beat that again? Back to the is back to the V word. You got to vote. Yeah, Mitch McConnell. Them, if if the Democrats would have won the Senate, we would not be having this conversation about Mr. Kennedy, Agreed. Justice Kennedy. Agreed. So true. You got anything else? Nah, man. That's it, man. Now, I, I, just to piggyback on what you said, man, this whole thing has been eight years in the making. You know, the the quote unquote, the shellacking that happened. Um, yeah. we're, you, we're paying for it. I mean, it's a long game. They, they played. A, they had a long game strategy and, and it's working now. Yep. This is a result of all those seats that were lost within the last eight years. And and, and, the, and we're looking, I guess, the the what is it? The. The pigeons have, or the pigeons have come home to roost, or the chickens have come yeah, home. Chickens to, have come, come home to roost, right? right. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I do believe that that we we got to find you know solidarity somewhere. Unfortunately, we're just too tribal. I, I don't know if if there's hope for that. Um, you know, um, I do applaud Maxine Waters for her her you know 
at, you know, putting herself out there, putting it on the line. Um, you know, I was I was one of the ones I do believe that there needs it needs to be more strategic. But I, I, I applaud her for her sacrifice and some of the things that she's doing uh, to at least engage, you know, and, and, and actually she's probably getting more engagement out of, out of a younger group of voters, you know, who, um, you know, much more aggressive, um, you know. So kudos to her um, and her. If you come for me. <laughs> you better shoot straight. Well, you know, I mean, you, I mean, you got to give it to her. That's her brilliance about this whole thing. Yeah. She 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 has she understands what these voters are looking for. Yeah. She's not playing this. She's not playing the same old game as many of the other politicians. Just like the gentleman in New York who got beat by the the Latino school teacher oh, activist. Absolutely. You know what, man? When I had on, um, of course, eighty fifty while you were out last week. And one of the things I asked them, I said, well, which generation was more woke, you know, in terms of, you know, act, you know, active, active and engaged. And they didn't speak highly of the boomer population. And, um, you know, both of them were Gen X. And of course, we, we're like the last year, the baby boom. Um, so we kind of one foot in X, one foot in the baby boom. But but my, my point is, I think she gets that the millennial and, and the, the younger generations, uh, they're moving past the older generations in terms of direction. I mean, they want something new. So the situation in New York does not surprise me. Um, and I think that's going to happen across the country on several on, on, on several different levels. Um, you know, and, and uh, the, but the key is we got to make sure that there's a strategy overall still, even if it's not revealed. You know, still got to be some kind of strategy. Strategy. Uh, have you heard yeah. of Prima? Uh, and I got to say her name right. Um, uh, Jaya Paul. She's uh, District Washington State. She's in the seventh district. Um, kudos to her, man, because uh, she's stepping up and really taking leadership. Uh, Indian born, Indian Asian born, uh, and 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 definitely, um, you know, becoming very outspoken. Kamala Harris is still out there. And, and, and the celebrities, man, I, I, I think one of the things that one of the things that encourages me is when John Legend and his wife and you see Alicia Keys and you see some of the other uh, black celebrities out there um, really trying to be engaged and, 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 and making sure that, you know, their followers see them. We got to have more of that, man. I mean, well, you know, it's, it's, it's like what Kareem Abdul-Jabbar used to talk about Michael Jordan many years ago when, oh. Har when Harvey Gantt ran for an office and, and Jordan says Republicans um, buy tennis shoes too. And Kareem made a very profound statement. He said, the young man doesn't, he has a conflict between conscience and, 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 and commercial. Yeah. One of the things is that uh, those individuals you named John Legend and stuff, they don't have that. They don't have a conflict no, of don't. their conscience versus yeah. commerce. Yeah. And yeah. so that's great to hear, man. And, you know, and also, too, I, I forgot to mention this. Uh, kudos out to Oscar Robinson, the famous basketball player who many people say pound for pound is probably the best basketball player they ever played at 6'4". Mm -hmm. yep. um, he won a Lifetime Achievement Award. During his acceptance speech, one of the things he said was, white athletes, y'all need to rise up. Yeah. Speak out. He he I told him, say, you got to speak out. I mean, and, and black athletes need to start holding their white athletes accountable, too. Yeah. You know, you know what? Let me say this, man, because, you know, I'm a Jordan fan. But, you know, when you compare Jordan to LeBron, 
that's where LeBron one-ups Jordan in terms of his outspokenness and his activism. I respect LeBron for that. He makes his decision. Is it today? He makes the uh, decision. By no, no, no. He doesn't have to make it today. Yeah, I know he's free it's, agent. He, he becomes free it starts agent. today, but he doesn't have to make it today. Okay. They got like a whole month, man. You know, all these other guys are staying put. So we'll yeah. see what LeBron does. Well, cool. All right, man. Well, that's all I got. But I do want to just let folks know, um, you know, we um, as a podcast, man, we don't necessarily, uh, you know, have sponsors for this particular show, man. Uh, you know, we, we want to, you know, we don't want to be sponsor driven as much uh, because of the fact that we want to be able to say and, and do the things we, we, we do on this show that, that definitely have impact that, you know, speak, speak our truth. So if you want to support us, man, um, I set up a Patreon page, uh, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash GP3 underscore homies. It'll be on the podcast page. So if you want to subscribe, give us a little bit to keep operating and the lights on, feel free to do so. <laughs> I'm not going yeah, to. This is way having a rent party, y'all. Come on. I mean, we, we, we give you all this free food and music now. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. Some somebody gotta pay for the chicken wings. Somebody gotta fry the fish now. That's what I'm Come saying. On. I'm gonna go straight up NPR on you, but go to That's right. Patreon.com. Hey, I, I, I need to buy more Kool-Aid now. Come on. <laughs> See, I knew Rand. I knew you twist that. Hey man, but uh, you know, all the information on how do you, how you can connect with us, you can connect with us on on IG, on you know, via email, you can call, leave a voicemail. We'd love your feedback. We definitely would appreciate your feedback. And Rand, hey, welcome back, man. Always good to have you back. And, and um, you know, as you know, uh, you know, again, we tape the show. It's evergreen. It stays on the podcast. But we're heading into like the 4th of July, which is weird this year because it's in the middle of the week. Um, right. But uh, I know a lot of y'all will be celebrating and doing things this week. But make sure you be safe, man. You know, we don't want to hear That's about true. craziness That's true. And, and people blowing fingers off and people getting mad at the cookout and taking knives and guns. Nah, you know, be cool. And, yeah, it, and, it, ain't, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. It ain't, it ain't it, not worth it at all. So take care of yourself. And, and take care of your family. And don't let this and don't give the state troopers a reason to, to pull you over y'all. Oh, no. And let me tell you, we are in Georgia. So. For all y'all's, for all y'all states and, and cities that have already had the hands free, give advice to your friends who haven't, uh, because uh, Georgia goes officially or has gone today, 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 officially hands free. So, for all your friends, all you know, we we go nationwide. If you got friends in Georgia, give them advice. Call them up and say, hey. You don't want to get caught, and here's why, and here's what you need to do. Talk to your folks. Yeah. Talk to your folks. And, and, and tell them what equipment they need to buy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Rand, man, it's always a pleasure. And uh, right. with that, number 95, as we chug along to 100, is in the can. And thanks for listening. And don't forget to check us out at castropolis.net. And we out of here. Peace. Alright, peace. You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3 Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap SB the G, graphics Lady J. Thanks for listening.